0: Good afternoon and welcome to SWAT radio. I am Brad Sykes, a voice from the past, and it is good to be here. A blast from the past. A blast from the past, exactly. And uh, Taylor has. uh, uh, he hasn't come up missing, but I guess I'm filling in for him today. So good to be with you, Doug.
1: Yeah, that's kind of weird, isn't
0: it? It is yeah. kind of weird. You know, I, all of a sudden I realize the lights on. It's time to speak. I guess I'm the one speaking here, yeah. you know, on this side. So, uh, anyway, uh, well, um, happy Palm Monday.
1: Yeah, it, it is Easter week. The probably best time. In the whole year, the best week of the whole year to share the gospel with somebody. Isn't
0: that, isn't that the truth? It,
1: it is. It is. More emphasis is going to be. You're going to see Jesus' name everywhere in grocery stores, mm-hmm. on magazines, who is the real Jesus. You'll see news shows <laughs> talking about whether he was real or not. Right, and, right. And it is a fantastic time to ask a neighbor, hey, you ever think about spiritual things? <sighs> So good. Uh, Or
0: what are you doing this weekend for Easter? Yeah. You know, uh, I think I shared with you on Wednesday at SWAT, I I was invited to go speak at uh, FCA on Tuesday morning and specifically was asked to come speak on Palm Sunday. Now, I don't know where you are. Are you a Palm Sunday or a Palm Monday? I think it's Palm Monday, personally. I
1: I think it's Palm Monday, too. Um, But um, But, we celebrate Sunday. uh, The bottom line is... yeah. Came down on a donkey and they were laying down palm branches. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Their cloaks and the palm branches. Yeah. And I was uh, actually went to uh, and taught through Luke 19. But, uh, you know, so, and I think I may have shared this with you. And for those who may be listening, and I know you've been talking about your Israel trip coming up. In By the November. way, it's
1: full. It's full a, up. Come well, on now. It is full. Isn't that crazy? Well, that's awesome. Yeah.
0: Well, if you're listening to Doug and I and you are going on that trip, Man, you are going to have a great time. And uh, I, I was—I got to share with this group from FCA on my trip over there with you. And uh, I'll never forget, you know, standing at the top of the Mount of Olives and looking down at the Temple Mount in the Kidron Valley. And, and just, you know, and we, we sat, we prayed in the, you know, the Garden of Gethsemane, which is down at the bottom of the Mount of Olives.
2: Just that whole scene,
0: I mean, that's the thing. You know, my voice, your voice, uh, even looking at Scripture just doesn't do it justice Mm -hmm. until you actually go there and you begin to see where Jesus says as he's making his way down that he wept. Mm -hmm. He wept over the city. And and,
1: uh, and and the word there is not uh, like a, a, a gentle weeping. No. It is a it is a weeping and, and really overwhelming sadness. Right. Yeah. Because they missed mm-hmm. they missed it. They missed the day of their
0: visitation. Yeah. And um, don't miss it. Mm-hmm. You know. I, I think that's the the real message as we enter this week is don't miss Easter.
1: Well, I'm going to say this probably a couple of times this week. Um, there's a there's a a a great quote uh, by Chuck Colson that everybody always puts out, but I want to I want to I, I start our week off. I'll probably finish our week off with it. I know the resurrection is a fact, and Watergate proved it to me. Chuck Colson, of course, was worked uh, in the Nixon administration, mm-hmm. and he went to jail because of Watergate. He was indicted and and ultimately went to prison because of it. But uh, he talks about how because of Watergate, you know, he really learned to believe in the resurrection. How? He says because 12 men testified that they had seen Jesus raised from the dead. Then they proclaimed that truth for 40 years, and they never once denied it, not once after they started proclaiming. Mm -hmm. Everyone was beaten, tortured, stoned, and put in prison. They would not have endured it if it had not been true. Watergate took 12 of the most powerful men in the world and they couldn't keep alive for three weeks. <clears throat> so you're telling me 12 apostles kept alive for 40 years? Absolutely impossible. Yeah, Isn't yeah. that a great quote? <clears throat> oh,
0: man, absolutely. Chuck
1: Colson you know, had a life change. If you've never read his right. book, Born Again, it is a great um, testimony of how God can take a life and change it. Yeah. And he can change yours or anybody Amen. around you if 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 you will simply let Jesus be the transformative yeah. agent.
0: Yeah, yeah. I use his quote often <clears throat> from his book, How Now Shall We Live?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's such a great statement, and it's one that should resonate with us. And I think he us. got that from Schaefer. didn't I he? I think he did, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. How okay. now shall we live? And in light of the fact that Jesus went to the cross willingly – obediently Mm -hmm. Uh, in fact it says for the joy set before him he endured the cross Mm -hmm. despising the shame you know that's our lord that's our jesus Mm -hmm. and uh we we must rejoice we must receive him anyway luke 19 uh 41 says and when he drew near and saw the city he wept over it saying would that you Our world is full of people that have missed it, completely missed it. And if anything, what should be on our hearts this week is that message.
1: Well, and we live in a world that desperately needs to hear it. You know, we're going to bleed over. I'm just going to go ahead and warn people. (laughs) We are going to bleed over into the second segment with things going on in our world because uh, our world, Desperately needs hope right now. We're looking. We're actually going to be in Acts fifteen this week, thirty six through forty one, um, looking at six verses. And what happens when great men divide, or what happens when kingdom priests divide over methodology? Uh, any issue, really, but especially <clears throat> methodology. But Brad, there, there over the weekend, I have seen a growing intensity in the expanse of this whole issue of transgender ideology that's trying to penetrate every area of our life. And if you think it's just going to stay, you can stick your head in the sand and say, well, I'm just going to be, you know, I'm committed to my church. I'm committed to doing things here. I don't have to be involved or know what's going on. No, it's coming into the church. In fact, uh, I I watched this weekend and I sent it to you. That there is an Episcopal priest who's a female who took the story of the prodigal son mm. and made it about the son's sin being transgender, but it wasn't really considered a sin. He was simply discovering himself, and he became free, and the father accepted him the way he was, and. And it was all about transgender uh, issues, and 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 it was basically a blasphemy of the scriptures because that story in that story, the son repents and says, "I've sinned against heaven and against you." She didn't even mention that. Right. Right. It was only about <clears throat> the father came and he accepted the son, but it was a modern retelling, and then they took a hymn. And they had all these people singing a hymn where they rewrote the words of this old theologically correct hymn and made it a trans song about empowering for trans. So, uh, people, you're not going to be able to ignore this issue. Uh, it is coming to your front doorstep up in schools in New Jersey, mm-hmm. schools in Boston. They are indoctrinating our children just like Charlene Cothran, a few weeks ago said they were going to, and we need to be letting our school boards, our politicians, our representatives know, hey, we don't want this. This is absurdity. You are promulgating a lie, and I just want to, uh, Brad, read one thing that um, I don't. I don't know if you sent this to me or what, but it was about. Uh, oh, actually, it was Lori it came off. Um, um, one of the news things this morning up in Boston, um, uh, and basically there was a first grade teacher who said when babies are, are born, the doctors look and they make a guess <clears throat> whether it's a boiler girl based on their external appearance, but they're not always right.
0: Yeah, I saw that
1: they're, they're guessing is what they said. Yeah. And he's telling the children that he's in charge. He's like an assistant mm-hmm. principal. Mm-hmm. Hey, something really cool and unique about me is I'm transgender. And he tells them, and it, it's just mind blowing how upfront they are. But it's because they feel empowered by people who are at the Biden administration who were actively saying we will defend even indoctrinating young elementary age people and so when state legislators want to pass laws that say hey you can't do that with our youngest most vulnerable people they say we don't care we're going to get the doj after you and i mean we need to be letting uh, <coughs> congressman rutherford senator scott senator rubio let our congressman know stop this yeah stop yeah. it now yeah Well,
0: and I think uh, we're going to take a break, but I I think even in light of what we're going to look at uh, this week in Acts uh, 15, I think there's, you know, you you can, we need to be dogmatic about these things. You know, we need to understand what the mission is. We need to understand how the enemy is, is working because don't be deceived. The enemy is working and is out there and he's seeking to devour and destroy. And we're going to talk about how he's doing that. And so I hope you'll come back and join us here at SWAT Radio. Good to be with you, Doug. What, what's the phone number? I don't even know what the phone number uh, is H's
1: anymore. Just 844-777-SWAT, 844-777-SWAT. We're glad you're with us today. We're going to be right back with more. And it's good to have Bad Brad back in the, Bad Brad back in the <laughs> studio.
2: This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week.
0: Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes here with my good buddy, Doug McCary. And uh, glad to be sitting in for Taylor today. If you want to call in today, this would be be a good day to call. I'd love to hear from you. I've gotten a couple of texts already. And uh, it's uh, I'm glad I'm glad we still – I still got some friends out there who are listening. Uh, <laughs> but call us at 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. We would love – I would love to hear from you. And um, anyway, we're in Acts chapter 15. Hey, by the way, we didn't touch on it in the first segment. Can we just give a shout-out for Scotty Sheffield winning
1: there. the Masters? Yeah, yeah, a big shout-out. You know, it's so refreshing to have what everybody on the golf channel, on the the Telecasters, I, I think without fail, every one of them talked about his humility. Mm-hmm and talked about his character yeah and and he's a believer and they even talked about his faith they did they talked about his faith several times they mentioned he was a man of faith and did you see his post-game interview or the post-tournament interview yeah where
0: he he said you know glory to god you know that god's given me talents he's given me skills and I want to steward over those to his glory.
1: That That's all he amazing. said. Yeah. But it it wasn't cheesy. It no. wasn't like, you know, God wanted me to win the tournament. It's just, it's all up to him. He's sovereign over it all. Exactly. And I just go out and do the best I can. How about the how about the counsel from his wife
0: yesterday morning?
1: Uh, before, he, yeah.
0: He said he was crying. I mean, he just couldn't. It was like the weight of it was so heavy on him. And, uh, and it just... I think he even said I may not say it exactly how he said it but was like I'm not sure I'm ready for this mm-hmm. in other words I'm not sure I'm ready to be the master's champion this before he teed off mm-hmm. you know and his wife said who's to say you're not ready you, you believe that God's in control mm-hmm. he's got this you know it doesn't always mean I, I appreciate it. even his caddy who's a strong believer very involved in the uh, PGA or I guess the Bible study a tour of Bible study. That's how they originally met. Did you see that? Yeah,
1: God used the Bible study to bring the guy, same guy that helped Webb Simpson. No, uh, mean, not, Bubba, Bubba, I mean, Bubba Watson. Bubba, Bubba yeah. Watson. Yeah. Sorry, I was thinking. I don't know why Webb was. On yeah, he the, was Bubba's caddy. Yeah. For he, uh, both of his yeah, and, masters. And Bubba's a believer too. Absolutely. He? So anyway, I want to read his wife's quote. It says, um, "His uh, like he says, this is his, what he said in response." So for me, my identity isn't a golf score. Hmm. Like my wife Meredith told me this morning, if you win this tournament today, if you lose it by 10 shots, if you never win another golf tournament, I'm still going to love you. You're still going to be the same <laughs> person. And Jesus loves you. Nothing changes with him. That's awesome, isn't it? It's such a it's such good counsel. Yeah. And he says, all I'm trying to do is glorify God. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm in this position. So for me, it's not about a golf score. Boy, what if we could take that out into the world, wherever you are, moms, Hmm. moms, it's not about how well your kids turn out. Yeah, you glorify God every day. You have no responsibility over what your kids choose to do as they grow older they become independent they move out all you can do is invest in them and hope that that you know that proverb that says you know train up a child in the way he shall go and and he will not depart from it doesn't mean it's a guarantee that is a it is a general statement about consequences and training and you build into them and in hope that they're going to come back mm-hmm. there are people that will tell you well that's a promise it the the, the proverbs are general truisms mm-hmm. right right that generally they the are, are going to be true yeah. but look at all the children god has in the world that go astray
0: yeah well you and i both know people who have done a great job of parenting i think
1: and uh you yeah, those kids wandered off and some of them have not returned some of them haven't and so there, there's no guarantees with that. So don't let your identity be in your children. Don't let it be in your job. Don't let it be in your success. And that's what he's saying. <clears throat>
0: Will, and uh, can we just say, yeah, you're right. That's a message that's got to go out. <laughs> this isn't just for a, a, a high-level athlete. This is for mom. This is for dad. This is for children. And yet, Doug you have a world out here, you have a media that is all-consuming for most people today. You know, I say this a lot. The fact is, uh, you are renewing your mind somewhere today. Mm -hmm. And the fact of the matter is, we are bombarded by a number, myriad of voices uh, that come to us by way of you know, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and, you know, you just name it. I mean, forget all the hundreds, if not thousands of different cable news channels that are out there that are telling you
1: what to think. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? I I just think that as believers where we are right now, that we are really aware that we're in enemy territory. Mm Mm-hmm. And and when we start to take our identity from our successes and our failures, a lot of times we we just make ourselves more vulnerable for attack mm-hmm. because that's not where we need to be leaning on. We need to understand and lean on the sovereignty of God. Even when all these governors and all these the president and all these people are saying, you know, we gotta buy into this gender dysphoria that's being forced down our throats. You know, um, you know. Uh, I, I don't know. I I just I, I'm 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 literally blown away, Brad. Every day on the on the on the, if you turn on the radio, the news on TV, or you look in the papers every day, there is now a transgender issue, and it's almost like a unbelievable surreal reality. You know, one of the things uh, I I gotta a text today from a brother who ministers over in europe and do you know in europe now that uh there are people getting chips put in their arm their hand like just behind their knuckle Mm. that they are actually using to pay for items it's 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 got all their financial information on it this is actually happening i mean this is something that you think about the end times you think about revelation and the mark of the beast. And I think the beast is, I mean, I know it's a literal person too, but I think it's technology as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nanotechnology is yeah. in everything, everything. Nanotechnology is they put little bits of information. There, There is more information on a little uh, chip the size of a pinhead than used to be And 50 rooms full of computers, supercomputers back in the 60s. 40 years ago, 50 years ago. Isn't that
0: amazing? Well, you know, and you're you're right, Doug. I think we, on a daily basis, if you want to find what's going on in the world, you want want to hear something negative, it's out there, and it's everywhere. And uh, for those of us who are uh, born again, uh, and our minds are being renewed in the truth of God's Word, that as we hear these crazy, I mean, literally insane things that are going on in our world, they they should be a reminder that this is not our home. We are in foreign territory. We are aliens. We are sojourners. And you and I are both going through a, a Bible study on the West Side uh, through Revelation. Mm-hmm. It's been a good, been a good little study. I I personally haven't been through Revelation in probably ten years. Wow. And, uh I'm enjoying it. You know, I've hit bits and pieces over the last 10 years, but to really do a, a true in-depth study, you do begin to realize, hey, there, there's an end to this. It's coming, and it's coming a lot sooner it, than you it, think it, it is. It
1: feels like it might be coming sooner for sure. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, what's interesting is you, you look at what DeSantis did. Praise God, we live in the free state of Florida. Mm-hmm. To be able to have a, a leader – who is protecting our children. Uh, And and listen, there's a biblical issue there of protecting children.
0: Absolutely. And and
1: I think we forget that. You can't stick your head in the sand. We have a responsibility. It is not loving to try to uh, spread disinformation to children. That's what that is. When somebody is born a biological male, they are not a female. It doesn't, it, the only place we allow that to work is in the sexual gender. We don't allow that to work in any other element of society. Mm-hmm. I can't say, you know what, I really believe I'm an NBA basketball player. <laughs> I can't say, you know what, I'm, I'm good enough to be in the Masters. Right. I can't say that I've got $10,000 in my bank account. Mm-hmm. I can't say I feel like I'm a dragon people right. will think i'm an, a nut right but if i say i think i'm a female then they have to affirm that according to our government and to our culture and folks the bible says that we are to speak truth in yep. love with people and, and our home and
0: you're going to be rejected
1: absolutely we will be jesus
0: said if they hated me they're going to hate you yep well, they hated jesus cuz he spoke the truth and they're going to hate us because we speak the truth. I mean, that's where we are today. It used to be you spoke truth, you know, you may have had a, a hater or two, but for the most part, people would agree with you. Yeah. Nowadays, you know, that we, we absolutely must, must stand up. And, I, you know, kind of going back to this, I, you know, the counsel that, uh, that uh, we were talking about that Scotty Scheffler's wife said, mm. you know, is that this is not your identity, Mm-hmm. You know, you you have a responsibility. You have a stewardship. I think of was it Paul who told Timothy? I think in, it had been First Timothy, chapter two. He, he says, "Guard the good deposit." Second that's, Timothy one. Second yeah. Timothy one. Guard the good deposit that's been entrusted to you. In other words, you have the gospel. Yeah, guard it. Guard it. You know, and it doesn't mean be quiet. It means speak it, yeah. protect it. And yet we've got pastors all over this country, all over this world, Doug, who have been entrusted with the gospel, who have absolutely gone astray. They have left the gospel. Paul says, if you preach to me a gospel contrary to that which we preach to you, let him be accursed. Yeah. Those are strong words right there. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back here at SWAT Radio. If you want to call in, we would love to hear from you, 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. And, uh, Doug, I know we'll jump into the text yeah. at some point today.
1: Yeah, Acts fifteen thirty six 36-41, when we come back, we're going to be looking when God's priests divide.
2: For finding myself pounding on a locked door, I try to make it out alone without your help. But I know I never win this war. I can never be, never be free without you. I can never be, never be.
0: Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio, Brad Sykes along with Doug McCary. And uh Yeah, thanks for the reminder, Second Timothy one fourteen, guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Mm-hmm. So speaking of uh the the importance of taking God's word and hiding it, meditating on it, memorizing it, studying it, teaching it, proclaiming it. And uh, you know, Doug, I think in the and I know we're going to get into it even in the text that we're looking at today because there is so much division. There's so much division, not just in the world, but in the church mm-hmm. today.
1: Well, there is. And, and you know, like I shared about that particular um, Episcopal priest mm-hmm. who was doing that um, modern retelling and and just really destroying the <laughs> – the, the text of scripture um, by by making it very really a perverse. That's one thing. Yeah. It's yeah. one thing when there's biblical error, mm-hmm. when there's sexual immorality or or, or, or a blatant uh, tearing of scripture away from its true meaning. But what we're looking at today in the text is two godly men who love the lord they were human yes but they were men who had risked their life for the gospel they were kingdom priests Hmm. with a mission to take the gospel to the world and they got very heated with one another to the point of where they split and as far as we know uh, didn't come back together again Uh, so Uh, um it's it was a big deal and i think it's instructive for us today in the church as we look at this text you know one of the things that's so refreshing about it brad is the humanness it brings to paul and barnabas that sometimes we leave out when we read the bible we think of these men as just super spiritual giants Mm -hmm. and in a lot of ways that's what we see because this is god's word to us god's revealing things to us and he's showing we don't see everything they dealt with on a day-to-day basis you know can you imagine like we live in a modern world where people can record you doing everything and i was just thinking about it even 50 years ago most politicians did stuff that people do today and got away with it today they they, there's cameras everywhere police officers the same way i mean like you could do stuff without everybody knowing it but everybody i mean think about it your wife knows where you are my wife knows where i am all the time on our phones because Mm -hmm. they they you know we have these apps on there that let people see there's good in that accountability but as far as the bible goes we don't know everything that paul and barnabas did on their trips they might have had some hey man you're snoring stop you know kind of a thing and and so they you're talking about the humanity of them. Yeah, we right. Don't, we I don't mean, see that. But this reveals that humanity as they really uh get get very heated with one another, it says in the text, over this issue that almost well, it did divide them. But um but you know, I, I uh I, I think it's important for us just again to set context of what's been going on. They've known each other for fifteen years. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've not just known each other; they've bled together, co-labored in the co-labored gospel, co-labored in very treacherous terrain, going through the Taurus Mountains to Galatia. They've uh, Paul was stoned, and who was there to pick him up? Barnabas mm-hmm. and the other disciples. Um, who who introduced Barnabas or Paul to? I mean, the apostles and took him in when nobody else would. Barnabas, uh, Paul was the guy that come to uh, the church at Antioch with uh, Barnabas and helped him when there was an overwhelming task for Barnabas. And so there's a lot of history here, a lot of water under this bridge, and the enemy, I believe, comes in, or maybe it's God. It doesn't say it was a satanic attack. Uh, You know, the enemy had just tried to divide the church with heresy. We saw that the last couple of weeks where the Judaizers came in and said, hey, you got to be circumcised. Mm-hmm. And, and the church in, through the council in Jerusalem said, no, no, that's not a requirement. That's adding to salvation. We're not going to do that. We're going to keep the gospel pure. But we do want to be sensitive to people that have been raised in the Jewish culture. So no eating meat strangled, no eating meat sacrificed to idols, no abstain from sexual immorality. Those things we need you to do. And they said, yes, that was kind of the context. And so right on the heels of that, after that council had sent Judas and Silas up down to Antioch with the letter kind of explaining that, they rejoiced and there was peace. And Paul and Barnabas stayed in Antioch and they were teaching and then we come to verse thirty-six of chapter fifteen, and as we look at this text today, I, I really there's three principles we're going to deal with over the next couple of days. Uh, one of them is that relational encouragers are vulnerable in minimizing truth for the sake of relationship. You have different personalities types, different drives for people, but there are people who are relationally driven that man the the relationship is so important to them and sometimes that becomes a, a bad thing That mm-hmm. if they minimize the yeah. truth
0: that gets elevated above
1: the truth yes and so that's a bad thing <clears throat> and so they're vulnerable second is dogmatic leaders of which i are one you know i mean i am <laughs> one um, are vulnerable to discarding valuable kingdom people for their view of mission driven success in other words. If my sights are set on a particular task, and I think that's important to the kingdom, sometimes I will step on people or hurt people to accomplish that task. Not intentionally. No, yep. but it happens, and I've been hurt by people, you've been hurt by people, mm-hmm. you've been hurt by me probably, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, we've we've had times where, where that mission focus may differ, and people who are large and in charge in their mind... <laughs> will say, nope, this is the way we're going to do it, even if people get chewed up a little bit. And so there's, that's a vulnerability as well. But the third thing and principle that we're going to look at this week is that, listen, different approaches and strategies are not bad. We, we need to appreciate the diversity of people that God has brought into the kingdom and let strengths help each other. Yeah. And, yep. and not see it as a bad thing. So those are the three principles we're going to look at. Today we're primarily going to look at the relational encouragement element uh, and how they're vulnerable. So if you don't mind reading um, Acts fifteen thirty six through 41, then we'll come back and we'll kind of walk through this a little bit.
0: Yeah. And after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, Barnabas took Mark with him and sailed away to Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and departed, having been commended by the brothers to the grace of the Lord. And he went through Syria and
1: Cilicia, strengthening the churches. May God bless his word. Now, you know, it starts off in verse 36 on the heels of verse 35. Verse 35 says, Paul and Barnabas remained in Antioch teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. And it says, after some days, that phrase in the Greek is kind of an open-ended phrase, but tends to lean toward a longer time period. And so they had spent some time there in Antioch going deep. Our good friend, Tommy Nelson quotes Isaiah 54 two a lot, which says, if we're going to lengthen our cords in other words if we're going to expand our tent that means we've got to dig deeper yep and put down some very sturdy pegs Mm -hmm. and so that's what they were doing well in verse 36 Paul said hey let's return and go and see how they're doing what is that Brad that is discipleship right there yep I love that text it it is follow-up and discipleship that's exactly what it is it's not just giving people the gospel and saying okay good luck <laughs> here's a track right. you know or yeah you prayed to receive christ okay I'm going to be praying for you no you were going back and asking people hey how are you doing this week how are you doing looking backward it over the past mm-hmm. week how are you doing right
0: now could we not teach on this for about two weeks oh. right, right here I mean just how many of us would ever leave a child, one of our own children? You know, I got a bunch of them around my somewhere around my house. But uh, can you imagine putting even putting them there at the table and just saying, hey, "Make sure you get something to eat."
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, and, and and accountability. Just let could you imagine letting a two-year-old just do what they want to do? Right. You you've got to give them oversight. You follow up. I mean, that's what it is, and so. We asked this question at SWAT this past week. I said, How many of you trusted Christ with no immediate follow up? You know, Brad, to be honest, I was actually surprised. There were quite a few guys that had people follow up, but the caveat with that is it was what I would have termed Western follow up Sunday school. It's basically <laughs> giving them information. Mm-hmm. But, guys, that's not real discipleship. That's right. That's a part of it. But true discipleship is more than just absorbing data from people. It is a life on life. Hey, you know what, Brad, you look a little down today. What's going on? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. how are you and yeah. Vicki doing? Right. I remember you were telling me that story about the guy who discipled you yep. who gave Vicki <clears throat> his name and number mm-hmm. and said, call. I mean, like that—that yep. that is beyond just giving. Hey, Brad, read Acts fifteen, and let's work through it next week.
0: I, you know what I call it? Invasion.
1: Yeah, we don't want people to know who we really are. Well, it's intentional accountability, <laughs> exactly. right? Intentional accountability. Well, we,
0: you know, and I know we're going to take another break real quick, but you know, Matthew twenty-eight nineteen and twenty—that's the Great Commission. Go therefore, make disciples of all nations, teaching them. It says. Not just teaching them, teaching them to observe, teaching them to obey. It's two parts. It's teaching, and if you're going gonna... to with, uh, with accountability, with, with the idea that we're going to obey what we've been taught. Yeah. How are we going to know if you're obeying?
1: Yeah. We got to spend time together. Yeah. You do, and and you got to ask the hard questions. You can't just get together and assume <laughs> that people have, are obeying.
0: Yeah. No right. way. No way. Hey, call us if you got something to say. 844-777-7928. 844-777-SWAT. Glad you joined us. We'll be right back.
2: If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT.
0: Back to SWAT Radio. That's David Crowder. Good song for this week, yeah. uh, Passion Week, and uh, you know, Doug, I, the word that comes to my mind, uh, it, you know, when we when you talk about this follow up concept, is what you and I were just talking about on the break, is stewardship. Mm-hmm. God has given us a stewardship over the word he's given us a stewardship over the relationships that god has given us it's kind of this balance that we're even going to see as we go through this text today mm. and this week is this stewardship you're to be responsible you're to be diligent you're to know the truth the gospel but you're also stewarding over relationships
1: too absolutely and 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 listen listen When, when I say that relational encouragers are vulnerable to minimizing the truth, um, what I'm talking about there is how how many times, Brad, have you heard in your life? Um, listen, would you rather be right or in relationship? You've got to save the relationship. The relationship is the most important thing. True or false?
0: It's false. Yeah.
1: But that is a message within the Christian church community you hear a lot. Well,
0: what would they what would what would be the first thing that people would say about me for saying that? <laughs> you know, you're insensitive. Mm-hmm. You, you lack compassion, whatever it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? What's more important, truth or relationship? <laughs>
1: Well, listen, to me if you, it, you can get relationship in a bar absolutely i mean and, and and listen it's not to minimize relationship but i just want to throw out a couple examples that i i threw out in the bible studies last week when you think can you think of, do you i don't know if you remember some of the examples i gave from the old testament but there were two or three instances where people valued relationship over truth and i i, I just um uh, throw throw um, the book of Judges out. Does does any any name ring out for you? I don't want to put you on the spot. I'll just I'll throw out the names. Eli. I was looking at my notes. Eli, but yes, Eli with his sons, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Eli with his sons. When Eli was told by God what your sons are doing, it displeases me. If you go to the text and you read about Eli, it says that he talks to his sons. He confronts them. So the issue is not confronting. The issue is what do you do in response to when they don't yield to that confrontation? Mm. Mm. And what did he do? Apparently, whatever he did was he valued his relationship with his children over what he should have done.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: And, and sometimes you have to make some hard calls And if we go to Galatians chapter 2, go to it real quick, Brad, Galatians 2. And I just want you to read verses 11 to 13 real quick. Verses, uh, this is in Galatians 2. And just to set the stage, Paul is writing this and he's kind of talking. He's talked about going to Jerusalem. He talks, and, and in this particular chapter, he's talking about a time when Peter came to Antioch. And when Peter came, there were Judaizers that were there that pressured Peter not to eat with the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. Remember, Peter's already been seeing Gentiles as equals. But now something happens. Read 11 through 13.
0: But when Cephas came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face because he stood condemned. For before certain men came from James... He, he was eating with the Gentiles, but when they came, he drew back and separated himself, fearing the circumcision party. And the rest of the Jews acted hypocritically along with him,
1: so that even Barnabas was led astray by their hypocrisy. Okay, so here's Barnabas mm-hmm. with Peter, the apostle, in Antioch, and these Judaizers are saying, you can't be eating with these uncircumcised pagans who were eating food sacrificed to idols, food that is... And so Peter goes, wow, you know what? We don't want to offend these Jewish brothers. We want to win them. And Barnabas, the relational encourager, says, wow, okay, you know what? He's right. But that was wrong. Yeah. It was wrong. And praise God, who steps up to the plate and says it's wrong, but Paul. Paul steps up, and and for the sake of truth here, he calls them on it. And, And it's right, because this is sinful, what they're doing. And he opposed them. And you go, wow, they just didn't eat with them. Well, that is sinful here, because it makes it clear in the Scriptures when either what Paul wrote is true or not. But Paul is writing about it, that he had to confront Peter over this issue. And Barnabas got sucked up in the what? Hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. In other words, they're saying one thing, living another. And this is an example where um, a, a a person elevates relationship over truth. Uh, you saw it, like I said, with Eli and his sons. David and his sons is another example in the Old Testament. Um one of the things
0: that kind of stands out to me, <clears throat> even just looking at that text, um, verse 12, for for before certain men came from, from James, he was eating with the Gentiles, but when they came, he drew back and separated himself, fearing the circumcision party. Yeah, he feared fear. them. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and that's, I think, a lot of what we're seeing today, mm-hmm. Doug, is fear. Yeah, I think people are fearing losing their job. I think they're fearing losing friends mm-hmm. uh, right. and, you know, being canceled. Oh, I can't lose Facebook, so um, I'm not going to say anything about it, you know, and people will comment on them. And listen, I, I will be the first to admit I am not a huge Facebook argument kind of person i don't think facebook is the best place <laughs> i was going to ask you yeah, it, that
0: is probably not a good no, medium to, no to,
1: it's not a good place to air out your political spiritual or other ideal ideological issues but be aware that what barnabas did in galatians 2 was wrong it was sinful because he did not one what he he was led astray by Peter because he didn't confront Peter or those men. Imagine had Barnabas confronted Peter, he confronted Barnabas over not accepting Paul. Mm-hmm. He took he put his arms right. around Paul and said, "Hey, you know guys, this guy's the real deal." But he didn't do it here, and and something. Maybe he agreed. Man, it's so. You know what? They're brothers. We just need to be sensitive mm-hmm, to them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I've heard it, Brad. I'm not. I'm, I'm kidding you. Uh, as it relates to my children, as it relates to brothers in the ministry. Sometimes, you know what? You just gotta let it go. And you know, for the sake of relationship, I think it depends. If they're violating a biblical principle, right? You don't let it go. Yeah.
0: Well, you and I have talked about it, but one of the, my wife told me a long time ago, we're going to have to agree to disagree. There are things like that in, in our lives, um, but the reality is we can't compromise when it comes to truth. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine anything else in life. You know, if if the reality is. Uh, not something you want to hear if truth is not what you want to hear there's going to be consequences to denying it Mm -hmm. i mean we're seeing it all over the place there is so much confusion in the world today because we've basically thrown truth out you know pretty soon two plus two won't be four
1: well well, it'll only be four if you think it's well we're pretty close there because already we're saying xx doesn't equal a guy you know isn't that right xx is a man is that right (laughs) now Don't ask me. Any. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a biologist. You're not a biologist? I knew that was coming. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah, I'm not a biologist, uh, you know, but XX is a boy and XY is a female. And so, um, but we're already saying that. Well, you know what? It's what you feel. That is, it, it is so ludicrous to think that people in the church, like even Ren Collective, that, that very popular music group, the lead singer, is saying, you know what? It's hateful to affirm truth to a transgender. It's basically what he's saying. It's hateful.
0: And See, to I, me, I think it's hateful not to. I, I mean, I just, it, that's my stance. And you're even more dogmatic than I am. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I can be pretty dogmatic myself. But, you know, and, and yeah, let's don't air that out on Facebook or social media. There are people that are going to disagree with you.
1: Well, yeah, you're going to open up a can of worms that you can't close there. And the reason is, one, you're arguing in an environment that's controlled against you and and already prejudiced against you. So a better place to have those kind of discussions is one-on-one with people uh, in your neighborhood, walking or at a grocery store. But if you hear somebody propagating a lie, and and you stand there silent when you know these people, and you're letting that go, and because you're afraid of them, I think I think that's a very very dangerous place to be. Man, I, I couldn't agree
0: more. You know, this is a I'm going to share this quote. One of my favorite guys that I like to read is Timothy Lane. He says this: the gospel calls us to look at the messiness of life in a radically different way. Mm. The good news of the gospel is that Christ has conquered sin and death and with them every meaningless and destructive end. Our final destination infuses every word, action, desire, and response with meaning and purpose. There are no completely hopeless situations. You know, and Doug, that's you, know, you look at the world today, and we can tend to think this is hopeless.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The gospel welcomes us to a hopeful realism. We can look life in the face and still be hopeful because of who Christ is and where he is taking us. Mm-hmm. He goes on, he says, everything God has brought into your life has been brought with your destination in view. God is moving you on even when you think you are stuck. If you're stuck, if you're confused there's hope yeah hope is in christ it's not found on fox news or you
1: know well it's just sad to me we live in a day-to-day where even like christianity today is Uh, trying to diminish speaking out against these trans issues so we need to be prayerful be honest speak the truth in love brad great to have you on today good to be thanks for having me hey well Hey, we'll be back tomorrow with more SWAT Radio. Taylor will be back in the studio. You have a good evening. We'll be back on SWAT Radio.
2: If you missed a SWAT Radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety,